Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Good morning and welcome to the college football pregame show brought to you by the Bullet Grill House in Point Blank, Texas. 401 Highway 156 in Point Blank, Texas. It's so good you remember to say good morning. Because <laughs> we're here on a Wednesday night watching the Astros. We're watching Sam play. And you still remember it's morning when, I, I mean, when people are listening. If they're going to be greeted by my voice at 8 a.m., they should at least get a good morning. Um, I am Brian Bess. I am joined by Chris Moran of the Bullet Grill House. And Chris is going to tell you all the reasons why you need to get out here today and watch some college football. Great, great lineup of college football today. We're going to go through the games today. We've got a uh, big uh, big day. Wolf Creek Car Show is seven miles down the road. So if you're on your way there, stop in, grab some lunch on your way, catch some college football, or get something to go and take it down there. When you're done down there, walk around and see the cars. Hit us up on the way back. More college football. Grab some dinner, grab some snacks. So we're your stop after after and before the Wolf Creek Car Show. And they should definitely be your stop before and after because we we talked about it in the earlier show, but, I mean, we've we've been here for how many years now and how many weeks in a row, and we've, we've started to make it through the appetizers menu, but we haven't even – I don't even think we've gone halfway through your, your regular menu. It's a great – Great lineup of uh, of food we got. You got chili, you got subs, you got sandwiches, you got burgers. But let's say what a what a great weekend of college football. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, another good one. Of course, another good one today. They're all good, aren't they? Yeah. Let's talk. You know, we only do this Saturday morning, so we don't talk about the like we've said tonight. We're watching Sam play on a Wednesday night. Yeah. So we never get to talk about the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday games. But holy smokes, last week, Thursday night, I don't know if you saw it, get West Virginia U of H. Did you catch that game? I did. In the end of the, the, end, the way that did. game ended, the Hail Mary passed, that never works. It's, How did that work in that game? I tell you, that, that entire game was incredible. It was back and forth the whole time. Uh, tons of lead changes. Um, I say that, but U of H comes back there at the very end, and, and yeah, like you say, it, it's one of those desperation heaves, and and uh, I tell you, the people that left early there in Houston, uh, they're they're certainly regretting it because they they missed a comeback that's going to be remembered there for a long time. But yeah, U of H is uh, give give them a lot of credit because West Virginia's had a very good year this year. They, they had lost just one game before that point in time. And uh, U of H has been kind of fighting an uphill battle, getting used to a new conference and a tougher conference and fight, fighting uh, some stiffer competition. And they were able to fight off a very good and, and probably should have been ranked West Virginia team. Uh, and, you know, they, they went toe-to-toe with those guys and, and were able to, to hang in until that very last play where they get a little bit of luck on their side. In fact, a lot of luck on their side. But uh, – did a good job of, of staying in that one until something could happen and break their way. So they, they got the break on that one. Friday night, everyone's at high school football in Texas. Mm-hmm. Nobody's watching college football. And I wasn't watching much, but we had some live music. And I'm not used to a game on Friday night. 
Cal, or not Cal, Stanford. Colorado. Stanford and Colorado. There you go. Dion, the Dion primetime has got a halftime lead of, what was it, 29 to nothing. So that game's nothing. over. You turn it off, right? 29 nothing. Yeah. They're going to roll. It's Stanford. Who They're going to roll. They lose and in overtime. And Stanford's had a terrible, terrible year. So, yeah, everybody, I'm sure, is expecting, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a blowout type game. And. There's not a whole lot of reason, a whole lot of reason to to watch because Stanford has just been, they've, they've been not good. <laughs> um, but yeah, they I I heard about the score after I got back from uh, my job on on Friday night, and I'm sitting there at about one thirty two o'clock in the morning, and I'm watching rewatching that game just to kind of see what happened. And uh, I tell you, Stanford did an incredible job and just kind of stuck with it. Colorado made several. Up. Colorado just made several, several mistakes that you know. If you got a twenty-nine to nothing lead, you just you you can't, you can't turn the ball over. You can't have turnovers on downs. You you can't continuously let the same person that there's a receiver and Travis. Give him credit. Travis Hunter is one of the best defensive backs in the nation. Might be the best defensive back in the nation. And receiver just beats him over and over and over again for 10, 13 catches for over 100 yards. I think I think it was even over 200 yards. Forget the stats on him. But they just had an incredible game. And it was uh, another fantastic comeback. And like you say, those two games might have been the best two games of the weekend. Yeah, crazy. 11 o'clock, we kicked off with the top four teams in the country all playing. Not not great games. Uh, you had number one Georgia beating Vanderbilt. Yeah. No surprise. What I was hoping. And Vanderbilt, you know, did a good job of keeping pace. With they scored Georgia. some points on them. They did. And some kind of late, but the the biggest story coming out of that game is Georgia may have lost the uh, one of the best players in college football. Their tight end Brock Bowers is he might be out for the regular season. Uh, hopefully he's not because he is a lot of fun to watch. But uh, Georgia loses a big big weapon if if he can't go. Michigan fifty two to seven over Indiana. They thought maybe Indiana would give him a little bit of a challenge, but. No, Michigan just rolled another team. I tell you, Michigan looks like the best team in the nation right now. I know they haven't played anybody, and, and it's hard to judge that, but they look extremely powerful. Um, the offense is rolling. Uh, I was a little like, nervous. I When yeah. I first time I looked at the screen for that game, I was doing a little bit here at Bullet Grill House. And it, it was 7-0. Seven seven nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I'm like, what is going So I sat down and started watching that game, and all of a sudden it was, you know, it, hail to the victors like five times in a row. I'm like, all right, we're done. It, it took a little bit for that offense to get going, but once it did, it didn't stop. Um, they, and usually, you know, defense isn't an issue in, in Ann Arbor, but offense a lot of times is. Um, but that doesn't seem to be a problem this year. They, they've got a different look on offense. It's, uh, it's more balanced, and – they're moving the ball with a lot more ease. And like I said, the competition hasn't been the best, but it's about to step up here in the next couple of weeks. Number three, Ohio State took care of Purdue, and that was another one that thought maybe Purdue could do something against Ohio State. No, Ohio State just came out and said, no, we're, we're, we're a dominant number three. And I tell you, I, I told everybody to, to watch that game because Purdue has a way of, of staying with Ohio State and Michigan and, and some of the big boys in the, in the Big Ten, but – Oh, man. Ohio State took care of business. Number four, Florida State against Syracuse, who's 
Man, weren't they? I believe they were four and zero at one point, mm-hmm. and now they've lost three in a row. Yeah, but it's, Florida uh, State just crushed them. Uh, Syracuse is having a rough time of it. You know, you go against the the Florida States, the the uh, Clemsons of, of the conference, and it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, Florida State is they they've kind of been an odd team to where you don't know which which version you're going to get. But so far. Every version has equaled a, a W in the win column, and uh, they, they're they going to be tested here um, this next week. The the game at 11 o'clock that was a little, maybe a little bit exciting because all those games we just talked, the top four teams were blowouts. Alabama just squeaks by Arkansas 24-21. They do. They just don't look as dominant as... They're still struggling. Well, and in another one of those games, kind of like you talked about with the Stanford-Colorado game, they get up 24-6 to in this game versus Arkansas. And I kept watching because, honestly, there wasn't a whole lot else on. Um, but the more they play, the more Arkansas starts to come back. And, and um, you know, they actually made a game of this thing and closed it to within a field goal. And, honestly, they had a shot to pull this thing out. But, uh Arkansas has had it rough. They have lost, I believe, five straight now. They're sitting at two and five, and they've lost to some very good teams in the process. But it has been a rough run for the Arkansas Razorbacks. So that was a that was a great kickoff for our eleven o'clock games. Ken, you got any uh, engineer? Oh, all right. So let's move into the afternoon games. A couple of big matchups in the Big Twelve. We had BYU and TCU. TCU finally looked like the team we expected them. Beat BYU 44-11. Yeah. Uh, TCU, and they're, they've been kind of the, the same way as, as Florida State. Uh, unfortunately for them, it hasn't equaled a, a win every single week. But you, you get a team that you expected to in, in some weeks like this, and then you get games like that West Virginia game where they don't show up in the fourth quarter. So, uh, we're going to find out real quick here in the next couple of weeks, Big 12 action, how good TCU really is. Oklahoma State takes care of Kansas. Kansas, again, came out came out of the gate looking really good. Mm-hmm. Now has lost a couple in a row. Oklahoma State, after losing to South Alabama out of nowhere, yeah. now looks a little better than they did. Uh, the wheels were coming off of that thing. Uh, really fast in, in Stillwater and they've I tell you Mike Gundy is one of the, the better coaches. He's he's been around his program longer than than some schools have had, you know, three or four different coaches because he's he's a winner and he's he's got that program on track to at least compete every year for conference championships, uh, whether they uh, you know end up in a conference championship game or not. But uh, be very interested to see where it goes from here. Uh, Kansas has, has been they've, they've had a little bit rough. They've been having to play without a starting quarterback and uh, just kind of pulling it all together with uh, a, a school that probably doesn't have the depth of, of other schools in the Big 12. Battle of Big 10 West, who really doesn't nobody cares because you got Big 10 East has got all the powerhouses. Iowa beats Wisconsin 15-6. to Again, Iowa, Iowa can't score. And, and the, yeah. Astro, the Astros scored, so. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's the uh, one of the games to figure out who's going to go against one of the big powers from the east. And uh, 
lose by 40. I didn't say that. But, uh, yeah, that's – I mean, there there's some prestige of, of getting into the Big Ten championship game, obviously. But uh, until proven otherwise, it's, it's going to be rough for whoever comes out of that division. One of the best games of the week I wa- – or one of the best games of the Saturday, I watched it. Washington, Oregon, back and forth. Exactly what we expected from these two powerhouses. Washington and comes on top, but boy, not by. I mean, it was. It could have gone either way. I don't know what their AP ranking is, but these are two top five teams in the country. I, I don't. I don't care really what the AP poll says, but we we watched two extremely good schools uh, and at their best. Uh, Oregon kind of got. Um, Took a little bit of flack from the media for some of the decisions they made to go for it on fourth down. Um, some of the decisions they made uh, at the end of the half there where they, they could have uh, settled for three points and instead went for seven. But, I mean, that's Oregon football. They're, they're kind of um, – they're out there, and they're going to let it – they're going to let it all – leave it all in the field because it's, it's not a deal to where they play conservatively up there. Um, they feel like they've got the better team usually whenever they step on the field and, and they're going to go after it, whether it's two-point conversions or fourth downs or whatever the situation may be. But saw two very good quarterbacks in that game, Michael Penix and Bo Nix, at the top of their game. And um, Michael Penix might be the best player in college Great game. Football. I'm glad they didn't put it on. Like those Pac-12 games get put on at 9 o'clock at night, which is yeah. ridiculous. So I'm glad that was a middle-of-the-day game, 2.30 game. It was a great showcase for the Pac-12 that's going to be and gone. But Seattle's a, a very underrated place uh, to for uh, college football because the Huskies, have, that that place has always been a big home field advantage. And they had them. college game day there. It was a big, oh, yeah. it was a big deal. They, it's, it was huge. Okay, so disappointing. And I think people are starting to figure out the Pac-12 might be the best conference in college football, and yet they're gone. We won't have it next year. All right, probably your biggest disappointment of Saturday. Your Aggies Absolutely into, my biggest disappointment Your Aggies went into Tennessee and just they just couldn't score points. Yeah, it's it's the same story that it's been uh, for the last couple of weeks now. And A&M is, is fighting an uphill battle as well. They lost their starting quarterback a couple of weeks ago. They've been slugging it out with schools like Alabama and Tennessee. And it hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks because – Oh, by the way, those two schools have some of the better defenses in the nation. Um, A&M's doing a lot to themselves as well. They they can't block on the offensive line. There's running backs running the wrong way. There's fumbled snaps. There's drops from the receivers. It's it's everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. And then you, you stack on top of that that, oh, by the way, they're facing Alabama and Tennessee's defense, which are both excellent this year. So... It's uh, hopefully it's a uh, thing that they can turn around. They do have a bye week this week to where uh, they've got two weeks to work on what will be a game versus South Carolina at home. So there's there's optimism in that sense, but uh, they they better get it figured out real quick because still got road games against Ole Miss and LSU to go for the season. All right, so that's uh, midday. We'll talk about the night games, and there was a slew of great night games. And then we're going to, in segment two, start on uh, what's coming up today. Come out to Bullet Grill House again. If you're going out to Wolf Creek or you just want to come out and watch some football, great college football games, uh, join us here. We're open at 10 a.m. And uh, you're listening to the Bullet Grill House College Football Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle.
Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Welcome back to segment two of the college football pregame show sponsored by the Bullet Grill House out in Point Blank, Texas. Chris Moran is going to tell us a little bit more about what is going on. He's told us about you got to get out here if you're going to the car show, but even if you're just watching some sports, you, you want to see the baseball game, you want to see all the football games, and you want to see them all at the same time, I say get out here because you got all the TVs already set up. You're going to have the games on anyway. You might as well eat some good food with it. And hockey, right? We had some hockey on I told night. you. This is Americans <laughs> that we're talking to, Chris. We like to look at look at Craig got a uh, our bologna well, did sandwich. You get oh yeah, the smoked bologna. Yeah, the smoked bologna and sandwich. I tell you boys. what, that is one of my favorites. All beef, uh, we smoke it on our smoker and then grill it to uh, get it ready for a sandwich. We offer two versions of that. There's a grilled cheese version on our boozy grilled cheese line, there or the go. classic one. Uh, and just whenever we say bologna, I mean it's. We're not talking about lunch meat. I mean, I, I think people might get the, the wrong idea whenever we talk about one. But, like, this is like you're going in and actually. Yeah, we buy the whole loaf and then yeah. we hand slice it. So it's a thick slice of bologna. It's, yeah, it's not your Oscar Mayer that you get in the store. And right. It's a, no, it's a, it's a good, and it's all beef, 100% all beef. It's and I'll tell you a, what, whenever you selection. guys do that grill thing, like, it's, it's working some magic to it because it's, it is fantastic. That looks tasty. I might have to get one of those. <laughs> right? I'm good right now. Maybe in a little bit. All right, I'm gonna going into Saturday night. We've had a great day already. One game we didn't even touch on last week, but you know it, it caught my eye. I watched a little bit of it. Louisville goes into Pitt and loses. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the kind of the shocker game on the CW actually, and, and I was able to watch some of that. Uh, bad weather up there. Hardly any fans in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's had a terrible season. And who wants to sit in bad weather and watch a, a bad football team? But they played well that night. Uh, Louisville, yeah, coming off the high of the Notre Dame game. It's There's something to, and as soon as somebody figures out the formula, they're going to make a lot of money because there's, there's the ups and downs and, and the emotion of college football, and it's part of what makes it great. But it, it's not like the NFL to where, you know, every week's completely different and it's got a, its own set of circumstances. This is a thing that, that kind of flows. I, I mean, if you've got a, a game to where you're, you're upsetting a, a school like Notre Dame, the very next week you could lose to a Pitt. And, you know, a Pitt team that's, what, they have a 1-4 record before that or 1-5? Yeah, I think they're 1-4. But, uh, yeah, so – and, and it's not like, you know, Pitt's completely just void of talent. They, they've, they've got some players up there, and, and they're putting people in the NFL every single year. But uh, – Absolutely, a game that Louisville should have handled, and it because I mean, if you look at that Louisville schedule, they're kind of on track there to end up in the ACC championship, and this definitely throws a big curveball that that way. 
then we, we talked about the Pac-12, the northern teams, and the great performance they did, Oregon, Washington. Yep. But, boy, the, the two southern teams, the L.A. teams, UCLA goes up to Oregon State and loses. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I was going to say as soon as you said that, but Oregon and Washington, obviously two of the top five teams, I believe, in the nation. Oregon State and Washington State are also having very good seasons and probably top 20 football teams this year. And uh, you get the uh, the transfer quarterback from Clemson, DJ, and I'm not going to even try his last name, it's DJ Year, and he's the quarterback up there now at, uh, at Oregon State. And he has kind of put things together. He, he, was, he was always considered a huge talent and uh, actually uh, performed well in that game versus Notre Dame uh, a couple of years ago whenever they were fighting it out for a playoff spot. But Oregon State has quietly become a very good football team, and uh, they will compete this year for a conference championship. There's there's about five or six schools up there, and the two in, in those two states are the four schools in those two states are four of them that, that's going to. You've also got Utah. USC could possibly um, – compete but I, I tell you it's uh that defense is terrible that i was just gonna say boy a, a notre dame team that hasn't looked that great they've had a tough schedule but boy they took care of usc at home and you remember i said last week if notre dame wasn't coming off the, the stretch of games that they had just come off of, it was it was ohio state it was duke it was uh the louisville game that we just talked about if they weren't coming off that stretch of games, I would say that they're three touchdowns better than USC. Well, they are coming off that stretch, and they were four touchdowns better. So, it's uh, and that's not by accident. Um, Caleb Williams is a fantastic player, and there's a reason that he was the Heisman Trophy winner last year. But he continuously turned it over in this game, and you don't need to give anybody any kind of help against that USC defense. But uh, he did, and. That's yeah, why you. The, that's the why you end up with a score. Is getting beat up. I've seen a, yeah. a bunch of comments, and uh, that's why you end up with the score that you do. Uh, I don't believe it can be a number ten team with uh, defense like that. Yeah, I, I don't think that Notre Dame is really four touchdowns better, but they were that night, and and just kind of circumstances just really snowballed on on USC to where. You know, you get behind and you start, you know, chunking it downfield, and you probably try to make more plays, uh, just kind of hoping, uh, because it, it's kind of a desperation type deal, and it it just got worse and worse for him. LSU stays in the limelight a little bit, beating Auburn at home, or LSU was at home. They yeah, welcomed Auburn in, but big win, forty-eight eighteen. Yeah, um, Auburn's Auburn's going to turn their program around here in the next few years um, but right now LSU has an incredible offense and uh, Jaden Daniels is a very good quarterback and he's leading that thing they got some receivers that are playing good ball and uh, the defense was more impressive in this game than they have been for the rest of the season uh, you, there's, there's a lot of talent there at LSU I don't know why they've been so bad this year but they certainly can't cover on the back end, and I think that's kind of uh, in, in trying to mask all of that. I, I think that's kind of where the, the problems have been. But uh, if if anybody can get it figured out, it's it's the folks at LSU because, I mean, they're good at defense every year. And kind of a flip-flop day. We talked about all these scoring, and then the other team comes back. The other SEC matchup, you had Missouri 
Going into Kentucky, Kentucky takes a 14-0 lead in the first quarter. Mm -hmm. Missouri gets 17 in the second quarter, but then uh, still beats Kentucky at home. Yeah, uh, Kentucky has kind of gone south ever since that game with Florida where they, they ran up the score and, and Ray Davis Is uh, ran up 250 real, yards. It's it's how how real do you want them to be? Are they national championship contenders? No. Um, can they possibly contend for the SEC East? That's possible. Uh, I think I think Brock Bauer's injury over there at, in Georgia opens up a lot for the SEC East. I, I think uh, you know possibly even Florida could compete over there. Uh, I I would still call Georgia a very big favorite, but things look a lot more possible these days than it did maybe a week ago. Big game, uh, last big game we'll talk about. Throw Tennessee in that mix, too, because they Tennessee looks good. They've got a really good defense. They're going to need a little bit more on offense. Mac Brown in North Carolina beats Miami. i tell you what. I've seen three games now uh, from North Carolina where I've, I've actually been able to sit down and, and watch the game. The most underrated team, right? They don't have a loss. They, and they're still they they're not even in the top ten. And nobody's you... talking about them. Uh, they've got an incredible running game. They can throw the ball. They've got a number one receiver now, uh, now that he's been ruled eligible. I, I forget how many. He had double-digit catches, I believe, this past week and, and rolls up like 180, 200 yards, something like that. But uh, he was ruled eligible about – two, three weeks ago, and so that gives them a number one receiver now and a big threat that they didn't have before. This team is for real, and if, if they can keep playing some defense uh, like they have the past couple of weeks, they are not just legitimate contenders for the ACC championship, which uh, Florida State is, is kind of leading the pack on that, but I, I don't know that you know maybe they couldn't pull off the win against them, and if they do, Tell you what, that the rest of that Tar Heel schedule just doesn't look unbelievable. They could roll off wins in each one of those games if you take them, you know, week by week. They could roll. They could roll off wins in each one of those games and end up in the college football playoffs. And okay. what a story that would be for Mac Brown at his age to win. What, the end. 10, 15 years later, after or I guess yeah, about seventeen, eighteen years later, after winning it all at Texas can go over to North Carolina. Carolina, That's an accomplishment. If you can take North Carolina there. Before we move on to the games today, I saw a little report I wanted to ask you about. Okay. I heard A&M, Arkansas, considering a move back to the Big 12. False. That's nothing? You don't think that could happen? Because wasn't there a clause in their SEC move that if UT ever came that they could bow out and... I mean... I, I would think that anybody in the SEC is free to leave whenever they want to. The problem is nobody wants to. The payments are unbelievable. Okay, so you don't think that's going to happen? Not a chance. little chatter. I am just, just saw a, a little, little chatter to start. No. You know, that chatter starts to grow. So. Not a chance. The SEC is where, where you go, and, and that's where you make your home forever. That's, it's, it's an exclusive I, 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 club that people are trying to get I, into, and you just, don't leave. I'm, always, I'm, worried, I'm always still worried about the Big Ten. I think the same thing is that they're so big now. Yeah. If you never win a championship and you never can compete anymore. It's, it's it, more it's about a, it's – a, it's, a, it's, it's just like anything else. It's, it's more about money, and those two conferences have more of it than anybody else. And – as, as much as people like to win, uh, 
it's easier to win if you do have all that money. So your fortunes can change, but uh, the the bottom line is is going to be basically the financial bottom line for all these institutions. All right, big uh, kind of a light start for the day. Eleven o'clock. We've got now, there's a couple of good ones. There's, there's there's some good games as you get later in the day. The eleven o'clock games are a little light. The, the huge matchup that that probably everybody's going to watch. You got the top two tens. Yeah. Top two ten teams, Penn State, going into the horseshoe of Ohio State, and that's I'm rooting for Ohio State or Penn State all the way. I but. am shocked at that. <laughs> yeah, I am just shocked at that. Should be a fantastic game. Uh, Penn State is better than they have been the last couple of years. I, I think you know they've they've actually got a shot in this one. I would still lean Ohio State just because they've they've basically got better athletes than anybody in the Big Ten, uh, but doesn't always mean that you win football games but I still think I agree I think they got the better athletes I just there's some I've seen some shaky play calling and and just some poor execution sometimes and I I think they've been given a long enough leash um when these early games to where they've they've been able to figure some things out on offense that um I feel like they turned a corner a couple of weeks ago, and I forget who it was against, but whenever they put up 50 points against somebody. And uh, ever since then, they've, they've been rolling off some, some pretty big totals. And I, I like them, especially the fact that they're at home this week. UCF going into Oklahoma for the first time. I, I think this could be a bloodbath. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, it might be. Uh, UCF, uh, they've, they've been kind of up and down we, and – you know, no game says that more than the game they played against Baylor a couple of weeks ago where you get a five-touchdown lead and then blow it. Um, but Oklahoma is is rolling right now, and, and the Sooners are kind of in a, a good place both offensively and defensively. And, yeah, it, it could get away early. A little shocker, and I threw this one in here because I want to get your opinion. I didn't now, this is Air, the one that I was pointing toward. Air Force yes. is 6-0 and right now. They absolutely this are. Is, they get less respect than North Carolina. We just talked about North Carolina being under. No, Air Force is number 22 in the country at 6-0. and And to be honest with you, I'm surprised that they're 22. I, they, it, they don't get enough respect. And then maybe um, they, they should be 7-0 and after this week. Yeah. Um, of course, a, a big rivalry. Uh, anytime you get the armed services together, it's it's going to be a big rivalry and a big game. And it's one of those, you know, you always talk about, oh, you can throw the records out. Well, this is one of those where you actually can because uh, the better team doesn't always win in these armed services games. But, yeah, Air Force has been impressive. I uh, watched their game this past week with Wyoming, a very good Wyoming team that um, both defeated Texas Tech and took Texas to the fourth quarter. Uh, they took down Wyoming this past week by a touchdown, and tell you they've got that triple option working, and uh, it it looks really good right now. All right, well let's stop it there. We'll come back with segment three. We'll talk about the ton of games in the afternoon and tonight. There are some great matchups today. You're listening to the Bullet Grill House College Football Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. 
Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your mills making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome back to the final segment of the college football pregame show brought to you by the Bullet Grill House in Point Blank, Texas. And right now it's a joyous Bullet Grill House because the Strohs just went up 5 to nothing, and people out here on the patio are winning in bingo. And we're watching uh, Sam Sam Houston Houston making a game of it. Tied 10-10. We talked earlier. We've been watching this game. I've been watching Sam games are now on Wednesdays and Thursday nights, which is great. You get to see them, but. Boy, they've been so disappointing. Yeah. It's, they've, they've blown some fourth-quarter games. And uh, and it's kind of like, uh, you know, what we talked about with U of H earlier. Uh, it's it's a big jump in competition. They're they're going D1 this year, and so it's going to take a little bit of time. They're, they're not going to go in and, and just dominate immediately. but it's uh, And it's not so much, you know, that they can't play with these guys because they have they have I mean if you look at scoreboards they've they've stayed with most of these teams in most of these games but it's just the week to week grind that's a lot different and these players a little bit bigger a little bit faster and it wears on you only year. Yeah, well, get on out here to Bullet Grill House. We've got the uh, Wolf Creek car shows going on. So if you're heading out there to uh, check out the cars, we're open at 10 a.m. So swing in here and grab some lunch, or uh, after you go there, swing back and. Uh, catch some games and uh, grab a, like a early dinner, late lunch, whatever it is to be. We've got some great 2.30 games. It's a loaded lineup. I, you know, we, we have limited TVs and I'm almost overloaded you, on yeah, games. Yeah, there's, there's I remember about three or four of them that I, I was going to say you know, I, I, I need to be out here at Bullet Grill House because you need that many TVs at once. There's, there's that many good games. couple games in the SEC. You got Tennessee and Alabama. You've seen both these teams now. Yeah, it's uh, third week in October. It's uh, it's always the the big rivalry. And before Alabama and Auburn was was the rivalry that it, it's become. This used to be the the big game for Alabama. This was their their biggest rival, and uh, it's starting to turn that way again now that Tennessee is is a lot more competitive, but. Uh, should be another good game this year. Uh, you got two really good defenses and two offenses that have struggled. Uh, Tennessee's probably more so than, than Alabama's. Alabama's still got a lot of playmakers out there, and usually they're able to run the football. They've, they've had some troubles here the last few weeks, but uh, they've got a, a quarterback that can make the big play in uh, Milrow, and they've got a receiver out there that can certainly make a play, as he did against A&M for 200 yards. <laughs> But uh, the weird thing is, uh, after watching Tennessee last year, the, the problem that they have this year is they, they can't make the big play. They don't have the explosive plays. And last year they, it was all explosive plays. And if you, uh, I'm sure if you threw some truth serum into Josh Heupel, then he'd probably tell you that, you know, he, he really wishes he – he had an offense that looked more like it did last year than it does this year. They're able to run the football really well uh, this year, and they're they're a much better defense this year. But um, having some trouble getting the ball down the field. You got a new quarterback this year, Hendon Hooker's off to the NFL, and you've got uh, Joe Milton that hasn't been able. Got a huge, huge, huge arm, and probably better than just about anybody's, but um, not as accurate as what you would want, and. Uh, Certainly 
has affected them this year. Pac-12 matchup early. Washington State going on to Oregon. Oregon uh, coming off the loss to Washington. Yeah, and you wonder if it can beat them twice because if if they sleepwalk through this Washington State game, Washington State will win because they're that good. Uh, like I said, they're a top 20 program right now in, in the nation. They've um, not, a, not a ton of talent at all the positions. But they are a very good football team when you put it all together. They can throw the ball really well, and they're doing enough to win football games. Afternoon game of the Big Ten West, Minnesota going to Iowa. This would be the last challenge for Iowa, I think. If, uh, if they win this game, they should be in the uh, Big Ten West. They should be in the Big Ten Championship. Hawkeyes marching toward the Big Ten <laughs> Championship where they'll score three points. To get annihilated, yeah. I don't, I don't think they'll score. Yeah, they can't score. Well, and they've it that's that's the thing i mean they've scored enough it's it's not a lot but they've scored enough to defeat big 10 west teams but uh it's uh it's it's going to be rough against minnesota minnesota's going to present a challenge but it's um right now they're they're playing good enough defense that it hasn't really mattered in a lot of these games how about the big 12 matchups at 2:30 oklahoma state going to west virginia oklahoma state Coming off a win, West Virginia, the loss at U of H, heartbreaking a little bit, last minute. One of, one of these teams is going to, I feel it's, it's going to go off the rails for them, whoever loses this game, because uh, I feel like both of them, their season could go either way. They're both they're both the same records, 4-2 and two overall, 2-1 yeah. and one in, in conference. This is it. This is Oklahoma State has, has gotten it back on track, and uh, West Virginia the last couple of weeks, they, they've struggled. They, you know, you had the game last week to where it was a, a surprise ending for, for West Virginia and, and not really the um, outcome you want, especially on a Hail Mary like that. But uh, this is a, a game where they can get it right again. They'll be at home, and West Virginia is, can be a tough place to play if that crowd gets into it. The other Big 12 game, uh, the University of Texas Longhorns coming to Houston. Yes, they are. To go take on U of H. I I don't know if U of H has a chance here, but they'd love to be spoilers. And I'm sure you'd love to – I'm sure you're rooting for U of H this week. Well, you know, I I don't want to say that I'm rooting against somebody, but I'm rooting against Texas. Uh, Yeah, I, I don't know that, that the Cougars have much of a chance. Uh, you, you can kind of sugarcoat this all you want to. Maybe they're riding the high of, of winning that game in the last second last week. And, you know, maybe if if they can string together some turnovers. and, and uh, But Texas has a ton of talent, and uh, they, they've got a running game. They can, they're, they're inconsistent throwing the football, but they've been able to put together enough of a running game where it doesn't matter. The defense is better this year for Texas, and, and that's those two things. The the running game and the defense has kind of been the difference for Texas this year as opposed to years past. All right, moving into the night games. My, uh, I'm going to be focused on the in-state rivalry up in the great state of Michigan. The Wolverines are going into East Lansing and playing a uh, dreadful Michigan State team. And they are. And uh, a team that was in the that was predicted to not be that bad to start the season, but has yeah. just been horrible. Circumstances and firings and uh, everything else has kind of happened to this team. And 
you know, if if ever they're going to pull it all together and and uh, make a run at it, you know, they'd probably love nothing more than to do it in a rivalry game like this. But Michigan, kind of like we talked about with Texas, way too powerful. And um, I'll tell you, that's if, if they could slow them down, it, it would be worth watching this game. But I don't know that they're going to be able to do that. Two big ACC matchups. The game you would think would be the primary game on Saturday night, Clemson going down playing the Miami Hurricanes. But that's the secondary game in the ACC. It is. It absolutely but, is. But that still should be a great matchup. Both those teams are struggling a little. but One of those teams, oddly enough, uh, is going to get their third conference loss, and it will certainly eliminate them from any sort of championship talk. But, uh, you know, Miami's Miami's – Got uh, a second-year coach in uh, Cristobal down there, and they're they're building something over there in Miami, and you can see where the program's getting better. Clemson, on the other hand, uh, things have fallen off a little bit. Things are a, a little bit different in South Carolina, and uh, they uh, they they've been kind of uh, there's been some derogatory things said about Clemson because they refuse to use the portal. And they they will not bring in anybody via the portal, and I I think it's, think it's maybe hurting them now. Yeah, it, it's it's I think you know you you look over at Florida State, and they've built their entire team on on the portal, and all well, of a sudden so Dion, they've, they've right? moved and ahead. Colorado. They absolutely did. Not that they look they look good and bad, but yeah, but I mean, and and it's not going to work in every situation. But you you look at some of the extremes, and you look at a, a school like Florida State that's that's utilized it and has moved past them in just a couple of short years after the coaches come over from Memphis, and uh, you wonder how much longer uh, Clemson can stay relevant, not only in in the national picture, but also in the conference. But uh, one of these teams, whoever loses that game, is going to probably be forgotten about for the rest of the year. But like you said, there's a bigger game going on in the ACC that In the bigger game, you would never have thought. The Duke Blue Devils going into Tallahassee, taking on Florida State. This is for the ACC right now. I tell you, there's a lot of people who never would have thought it, but uh, I had – I got to watch him firsthand a lot, and uh, Mike Elko is an incredible defensive mind. I didn't know how he would be as a head coach, but turns out he's a very good one because in a year and a half's time, he's got Duke playing at a top 25 level, and if this game uh, means what I think it could mean, uh, it could be playing for a spot in the ACC championship game. Uh, they've They've got... I mean, they've, they've already had a fantastic game against Clemson where they won the first game of the season. They uh, got tested again against Notre Dame where Notre Dame comes out with a very slim victory and has to do so on the, the last drive of the game. This Duke team's for real. Uh, there's there's going to be some challenges along the way in the ACC because it's a much, much better conference than it has been in previous years, and it's a lot deeper this year than it's been in, in previous years. But... And that, that's uh, a, that's don't a get tough, it wrong, Duke is for real. That's a tough place on a Saturday night when Absolutely. they're doing they're doing the chop and yeah. they're chanting. And if if they win, if they win on Saturday, it it will be because they've earned it. Uh, Florida State is going to be ready, and this isn't going to be one that just slides by them and and oh well, we didn't expect Duke to no. That this is this is for real, and they know that there's a possible championship on the line here. Fox game of the night, which you would have thought probably two weeks ago that this would be for the 
Pac-12 championship, <laughs> or the lead in the Pac-12, right? Utah, who was in the driver's seat at one point, USC on their tail. Now they look like they could be middle of the pack, yeah, Pac-12 and, teams, but they're going at it Saturday night. Oddly enough, I mean, I, I know what everybody's expectations of USC was, but after watching them for just three weeks, I knew USC wasn't going to be there. But what I am a little surprised at is uh, Utah isn't um, winning all of their games. But, again, we, we talked about uh, a couple of teams that are, you know, in Kansas and Texas A&M that are fighting uphill battles because they don't have their starting quarterback. Well, Utah's one that doesn't get thrown in that mix because they haven't had him all season. But Cam Rising has been hurt all season. They've been without him, and they've just they've kind of had a makeshift uh, – arrangement back there at quarterback where they've they've thrown a couple of different people in they've run some wildcat and you've seen all kind of different looks just trying to generate some offense because they have a championship defense and they always 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 have a very sound football team but they're not able to generate enough points in order to stay on top out there in what i really believe to be the best conference in the nation couple other Texas teams in, in action Saturday night. But, again, we, we just talked four good games. So, I don't know where we're going to squeeze them in on TVs here at Bullet House. But you got Texas Tech going up to BYU. Mm-hmm. To, you know, again, Texas Tech kind of maybe turning the corner. BYU will be a good test to see if you've done that. The, the talent is there. Uh, they, they took a loss this past week uh, to Kansas State. And I think Kansas State probably got some things figured out that maybe they didn't in the past. But uh, Texas Tech has has the talent. They've they've got a, a good scheme in place. They've got the right coaches, I believe, in place. But it's it's got to happen at some point this year because they probably haven't lived up to what their expectations were. And I mean, honestly, I, I believed that they were going to be in the Big Twelve Championship game whenever the year started, and they haven't come anywhere close to that level of play yet. If it's going to happen, it better start happening. Uh, right about now because they're running out of time. Um, BYU is a is a conference game now, as weird as that sounds. And uh, if if they're going to be there, then they better start making it happen. And you just mentioned Kansas State. They're hosting TCU, another team that some bad losses early in the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe looks like they're turning over. They're not. They're not going to be national champions contention this year but but boy they could still make the big 12 championship kind of like that clemson miami game is an an elimination game well this is going to be the same way uh kansas state put up 50 points this past week against texas tech looked very good doing it tcu looked kind of shaky the last couple of weeks and uh we'll see what happens uh really like what what kansas state was able to do this past week in, in their game and um I, I, I really believe that they're going to come out with a victory because they look like they know who they are at this point in time, and there's a lot of teams, even this late into the season, that haven't quite figured that out yet. Well, that's a loaded lineup for today. Absolutely. Without the Aggies playing. It is. It is. I'll, I'll get to enjoy a Saturday of just watching football and not agonizing over uh, every single play of, of what's been the last two weeks of loss. And it should be good. We, we were watching the Astros a little bit right now. So win or lose, they don't play Saturday. So all yeah. you can focus on is college yeah. football. Yeah, it's, it's going to have 100% Unless of really my focus. you really want some Phillies. Nobody wants to watch the Phillies. <laughs> so. It is a college football day Saturday. We don't have any live music. I am 100% 
football on Saturday. It's going to be great. It's uh, it's going to be a good day. We open at 10 o'clock. If you're going out to the Wolf Creek Car Show, again, stop in. And uh, either before, grab some lunch and take it take it to go. We got great to go. You can take it down there, eat it there, come back, grab a cold beverage on your way back. We've got some great singing Arnold drafts on, uh, on right now. We've got the biggest selection of beer in the Lake Livingston area by far. So... They do. I'm, I'm staring at a, a, a row of taps right now, and, and I know that you guys have even more bottles that are in the back that are ice cold. Yeah, we got everything. Everything you can, Well, almost anything. And if you don't see something you want, let us know. We'll bring it in. We're on Untapped. If you ever have the Untapped app, it's a great thing. You can see most of our inventory on there. So check out Untapped and uh, check out what we want. And if you got a beer you uh, see on there, come on out and get it. You're listening to the College Football Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.